on this episode of Quantum Week, November 5th through 11th, 2006. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines, anything that's happening during that time period to make it unique. And today we are continuing through November 2006 with movie The Prestige and song How to Save a Life. That's right. Uh, Want to get right into Prestige? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah. So this is, our, this is kind of exciting for us. So on Monday we talked about The Departed. We, it was our first Scorsese, our first DiCaprio, our first Damon movie. Yeah. And now we have our first Nolan and first Bale. So we're hitting a lot of people that I know Matt and I both really like a lot. Yep. And uh, some filmmakers we really respect. Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors Me the too. last 20 years. Yep. Um, re- I think just a, a really interesting storyteller. Um, this is one of his... Uh, I, I, this, is, this is a really interesting movie. This might be... I mean, you have Memento, obviously, but other than Memento, this might be his smallest movie. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's kind of more contained. He does go, like, especially with his later film, well, through the Batman stuff and then Inception. Inception they're, so they're all yeah. big, like, Huge, vast, yeah. sort of epic movies. Uh, yeah. This is definitely more contained. I mean, not in terms of character progression and growth, kind of, or... No, or this is, in fact, in the exact, that's a great point. Yeah, so this is like the internal one, almost. This is the one movie that... Because a knock on him is that he doesn't do that well. Right. Uh, I don't... I, I give him... I'm being more of a Nolan fanboy than maybe some other people are. I give him more credit for that uh, than maybe other people do. I think his character development isn't that terrible. Um, And I think this is probably the best example of it working. Probably. Yeah, because you see trial after trial with these two people. And it's funny because uh, we just watched The Departed and yes. it, we and we talked about it being like, you know, these two rivals kind of the, the, the whole right. way through. And it, we're, we're watching another movie like that. It's true. This That movie was so much more about duality yep. and identity. Yep. This is more about rivalry. Rival, yes. That's actually, that's a really good place, a really good way to, to put it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there's obviously, there really are some real commonalities. And it's funny, I love when, this is kind of the fun part of doing this show is that because uh, I forgot when we did Rayman and Twins, I forgot yes. that that was out in the same week. Right. And I didn't, I I saw both Prestige and Departed in the theaters. I forgot they were both in the theaters at the same time. Yeah. And they are very, in some ways, There's very a lot similar. Of similarities. Yep. There's even a father figure in Michael yep. Caine. Um, and, you know, but, the, but the, those two main leads, you know, Bale and Jackman really do you know, carry this movie. And and that's, so who are you rooting for more that I was going to ask you that same question. I think I was rooting for bail more Me too. Um, and in the end, I think that turned, but I don't even know. I'm, I'm not sure that bail was, I think he was slightly better, like a slightly better person by a bit. There's a little bit, but not that the difference isn't that big, but I think it's more, I think it's more because bail, Bale's technique was, I mean, there's some kind of, you know, he was born with that technique. He was born with the, with the prestige, right? But where Jackman had to buy it. Right. So there's, there's a little bit of that. And there's also kind of the uppityness of, of, uh, of Jackman's character versus Christian Bale's from dirt poor. Like he had to, he's self-made. He had to do that. Where, whereas Jackman came from money. And we are going to get to spoilers here, so if you haven't watched yeah, it, go watch it. I guess it. I was hesitating because yeah, of that. But so yeah. you're starting out, we're going to go pretty deep. Right. So, right. Right. So, uh, but at the end, though, we do find out, you know, Bale is just a liar. He is a liar. He, even though he doesn't... And he, but committed. It's hard because he's so committed. And this is my problem with the film to some extent, 
is that I don't I don't buy that he would lie to his spouse. That is yes, that is obsession. That is such a, a like a high obsession level in order to have to, in order to do that. And you may say, "All right, Chris, well he's doing it to make himself a better magician." But it's not. If you're he's he's becoming I think he's not it's affecting his life. He's affecting even his work because he's having issues at home that could easily just be fixed if he just was honest with his spouse. Yeah. I can see I, that. I don't see giving the lie. I, I don't buy that. Hmm. I guess I did. I think he saw it as the ultimate sacrifice. He was, he ended up sacrificing his family, not only his relationship with his family, he got his but daughter his family. back Remember? though. He, yes, he did. That's true. So he just sacrificed his wife. He sacrificed his wife. Yep. I mean, both relationships were sacrificed. It just so happened that one of them killed themselves, but maybe Scarlett Johansson's character would have done that too. If she stayed in a relationship with one of the twins for long enough, maybe that would have been her, her method too. She was lucky enough to get out as fast as she did. The more I watch this and the more I know like what happened, you know, obviously the first time you see it, you know, you're kind of, I was rooting for Bale hundred percent. Yes. And as a guy on the more I watch the more I'm rooting for Jackman. I still kind of think lean toward Bale. I think a lot of it is my relationship with the actors. I'm a huge Christian Bale. Yeah, fan. me too. Way more than Hugh Jackman, even though I think he's great and he's done a lot of great stuff. He's done okay stuff. I love him in the Wolverine. Okay. I love him as that character. Um, I think he's, I think he's really a lot good, of other good stuff. He's done that you like, mm, I don't know. Exactly. We, we'd have to go through. Yeah. It. So not, not, not as much as you think. Uh, he has been nominated for one Academy Award. He, what was uh, it? For Les Mis, he lost. And I haven't seen um, him. Either. But Bale's been nominated four times. He's yeah. won once. Bale's I, a better actor. I think, he's a way better actor. I think actor. everyone yeah. would agree Bale yeah. is, well, Jackman is certainly not a bad actor. No, he's not. But I think everyone would agree Bale is the is one of the premier actors, one of the best actors working today. He is. Now, sometimes Bale can, it was interesting having, I think these guys are both perfectly cast. Jackman is, he's even been literally 10 years later would play a guy known as a show. He played PT Barnum, right? He is a showman. He is, he is like a Broadway guy. He's right. all about, uh, uh style and, and, you know, uh, like, you know, glamor to some extent. He's a big like showman. He is, you know, and then Bale, he'll fall into this mumble core that you can't, you, sometimes you can't like Ford versus Ferrari. I'm sorry. Not great job by him. He, hmm. he I mean, he was like, Sometimes he almost goes too into this where he wants to make it look like he's not working hard, but at some point it becomes like you're just, it looks like you're just not working hard. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I think, you know, to, to be, he wants to be, I think, very method and very casual with his acting. Yeah. And Jackman's a complete opposite. Jackman makes he's nothing more, more casual. Right. That's true. But sometimes Bale can almost get too casual. Yeah. And if Ford vs. Farting is the best example of that, I'd also say the first act of this movie is a little like that. It's a, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. The, so the first one movie act of this oh, movie oh, act of this movie. Yeah. So any Christopher Nolan movie is, is uh, he starts you off cause he fucks with time all, all he the does. Time. Yeah. And he kind of throws you into things. And the first half hour of any Nolan movie, except for maybe you're the kind of like once, the, you're swimming, you're swimming up to the current. You're like, what the what fuck, the is, fuck going is going on? Yep. You know, it does it inception. Yeah, the does first it shot here. is the hats all over the field. It's like what, you know, and that's, and that's all, you know, pretty standard Nolan is that he's yeah. throwing you in the middle of something. You don't know what's happening time, but then about 45 minutes, you are kind of, you, you find yourself in the world, which is kind of a tribute to him. Also, it's been, it's, it's also become kind of a crutch for him. He needs to, I think make some, his movies are sure. becoming kind of redundant. Yeah. Um, but you know, when this came out though, that wasn't the case. No, not at all. Cause he only had, Oh, he had memento and uh, insomnia and, insomnia. and Batman yeah. begins and Batman. Oh yeah. So we had three and then he had that following movie, which I saw long to the following. I think is what it was. Oh, I don't count that. Yeah. I, I saw it, but yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm taking that. I'm talking studio. Film. Okay, so yeah, yeah we'll go memento insomnia. Okay. So Batman this is begins. And then this, 
Yeah, and with so Memento, of course, is all about like fucking with time and you know memory and all sorts of oh, shit. Yeah. But then, but the other ones were straighter. Insomnia is is yeah the Batman movies obviously. Yep. And Insomnia, well, Batman Begins does flip around a little bit, but it's obvious mm. what's happening yeah. because he's the yeah. character's aging. Right. Uh, Insomnia is probably his most direct studio film. That's the least confusing. It's the most sure. That's movie almost when you watch it now, it's almost not a Nolan movie. Yeah. He's using Robin Williams. Pacino, Hillary Swank, right. who he never uses again in his movies. That's true. That's and he weird. usually does use the same like, um, oh, yeah, like company, f- like Michael Caine, right. Christian Bale, yeah. uh, Morgan Freeman's in a lot, you know, or he's in three Batman, but yeah. oh, uh, Ken Watanabe, he's also yeah. in Jordan Gordon-Levitt. Yep. Like these guys are pop up in a lot of movies. Um, like Inception, he uses Tom Hardy, yep. you know, so, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but this movie is the first one, I guess, that it's, besides Memento, where you start to get that Nolan template. Right. Um, and, uh, and now it's become, but when you, when I watched the first time, it was interesting. I went back and read some of the old reviews of this movie and this was liked, not loved. Yep. Um, I mean, it was kind of like that in the box office too. It made money. So domestically it made money, but just kind of barely made like 58 million. Right. I, I, I would, I'd almost, and I forget it. You know, it came out in November or October. Uh, you know, you figure he's coming off Batman begins. He's got bail right. again. Yes. That is kind of a disappointment. It is a disappointment. That's not great. I know he, no one is very good with budgets. Uh, and you no, know, he's going to make movies that make money cause he's very smart. And he's very intelligent in that way. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, this movie made a little bit of money and also did really well in Europe because of bail and it's set in England and it has, you know, so it did really well in, in that market. So it almost doubled its money there. But regardless, that's, that's not a great showing. No, it's not. Um, I think, so I think Ebert gave it uh, three out of four stars. Exactly. Um, the other one, I don't know if it was Siskel still alive. He gave two thumbs up, so he was a little bit more effusive. Was he still? I don't. I think he was I, dead. Oh, I what, think it might have been maybe when he was. Oh, it was with Roper. Roper. It was Roper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Did so you the, like this movie? Actually, I love this movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this will be in my top five. Hmm. Okay. I love this film. What do you give it? Um, this is an A minus film. It's below hmm. No Country for Old Men. Um, probably above Walk the Line. Probably three or four in my list. I would say. Okay. I would say it's not far from me. I think I like it a tiny bit less than you. Um, uh, I saw some theme. This, these, this is another great. Just like happened with me with the Departed. Yeah. I, I, I love this film when I first saw. You it. like the Departed more uh, this time, definitely. When yeah. I when I, oh, I do like the. I think yes, the Departed's a better movie. No I agree. doubt. That's number. So that's number two, right? Departed has bigger has bigger flaws though. Um, the accent, I, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, the I can get past the accent. I can get past. That. I can, but that's, that's a, a choice that doesn't happen in this movie. No, it doesn't. This movie is tighter. Um. But then I think I think it has anytime no one does his bendy like his yeah. bendy plots, it does leave room open to be like that doesn't if you think about it a little hard, it doesn't a little if you think about it a little hard <laughs> if you think about it a tiny bit hard a soft uh, hard. a soft hard if you will, uh, if but if you, if you spend a little time just thinking about it, you realize like wait a second that doesn't really add up. You think so? Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Um, you do you, maybe we, I feel like. A, Maybe maybe I can talk about the good stuff first, and then we can we, can, we right. can break it out. Because maybe you can. Oh, you want? You, you, no, we you, can. I mean, we can talk, talk about your thing. No, talk about the good things. Are you sure? Find some holes in your good things. Okay. Because um, I do like this movie. I will say I really do like this movie. It might crack my top five as well. I don't. I don't think it might no, not though. Because I like Ghostbusters more than this. I know it's tough to compare these two, Ooh. but because um, it's a really odd comparison, I get it. But yeah. you know, so but it's right. Regardless, it's in that. Argument. It's in that. Yeah. I okay. would. I would call this a very good, not great movie. Yeah. But it's better than. Um, uh, tombstone. Yes. It's much better than tombstone. It is, but it, but yep. it's in that next 
level where you're like, eh, is it great? I, I still would I say it's a, so. this is a lower A minus for me. It's still, it's not in the B's. It's still an A minus. And we already do brackets with no one movies. And I guess you also, we're also going to do brackets with music too. So double bracket show today. Brackets, but baby. we will be able to kind of compare the no one movies. In a yeah. Bit. So the, I think, okay, this isn't, so just like what happened with me, um, with the departed, I'm glad that I, I didn't really see, I saw it. I think the first once in 2006 and then I hadn't seen it again. I saw so much more now than I did the first time. I just think it's the growth and maturity of me as a person. Same thing with this one. I have a more a better concept of abstraction layers now in perspective than I did 14 years ago. And so I saw that, that the brilliance of this film is showing us different levels of abstraction. So an abstraction layer is sort of like the perspective. So where we are right now in my room doing this podcast in our reality within the physical realm is an abstraction layer. If you zoom way, way, way out and look, you know, through the Hubble telescope to the galaxy, that's another abstraction layer. You're, you're seeing things from a different perspective. He does that. It's like three different levels of of abstraction layer in this film. First, put yourself in the audience um, in the film. Yep. And you're watching, you're seeing the trick. You're seeing um, the transported man illusion from their perspective. Right. Watching the two magicians do it. Right. And think of what you know, what your knowledge is from that level. If you saw that trick, you'd think, oh, wow, that's really cool. But you wouldn't know all the dirty stuff. No. That you would if you were at the abstraction level of the two magicians doing it who each don't know how each other are pulling off that trick and they're trying to figure it out for the rest of the movie. That's the second abstraction layer. Then the third is us in the audience watching the film not knowing how this is done. And, And Michael Caine even tells us you don't want to know. Right. You're there. You're looking at it the entire fucking time, but you won't. You don't. You're not seeing it. Like we're distracting you with the other stuff, with the beautiful stuff. But the entire time, you're seeing. He's right. Fallon is right in front of your eyes, but you're not going to look at it. You don't want to know. Yeah, see, I kind of do though. That's the one I didn't thing. know. Eh. I mean, I do now, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't fucking know that that was a double. He was a double. Didn't know. Shocked the shit out of the me. The only first thing time I saw that it. surprised me the first time I saw it was that they switched back and forth. So I always assumed. You always thought that one was always the same. Well, yeah, it was that Fallon just took his makeup off. I didn't know that they were living the same life. I yeah, assumed I Fallon, know. like, had, I didn't know, like, that. They're showmen. They both wanted the applause from the stage. So right. That means that they both had to be both. Right. Or the, the cost is too hard because then you're living, you, if, imagine you're living your life only as Fallon to just do the dirty work forever. Right. Why would you? You can't. Well, there's a great shot. So when Jackman. So wait, before you say that though, but right. do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. Those three I, levels? I, I do. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that, in, that interesting of a point. Really? Actually, yeah. I'm All sorry. Right. I just, no, it's okay if it's not. Yeah, that's, that, I, I, that's truthful. Like, it's like, well, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. I think that's brilliant to show the to show those three levels. To I, be know, in I those think it's interesting levels. that when they show the trick the first time, anytime they show a trick the first time, they show it from the audience perspective. Mm-hmm. And he has hey magicians going to the audience looking at it because that's 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 a it's it's a it's a good way to introduce the audience us the audience movie going audience because we're in the same seat there. But he's fucking with us. The magicians are fucking with each other right. and they're fucking with the audience. But no it's one's crazy. always fucking with us. And, and it's, true. And it's. To almost, but we didn't know that in 2006. Right. I mean, with Memento, I guess, but we didn't right, really right, know that. Right. So it's the second time he's really fucking with us. And now it's become kind of like a, yeah. almost a cliche. Like, I, I kind of want to go past that a little bit. Um. Uh. So where was I going with... Uh, you were saying... Oh, something about Hugh Jackman, I think you said. Oh, yes. Yeah, so there's yeah. a great shot of Hugh Jackman after he does it when he has the... He has his double. Yeah. It, and, um, uh, which is probably the more standard way you would think to try to pull this off, of which course. is kind of what Bale's doing using a double, you know, a twin. That's the thing. Um, so and Kane was right the entire time. He's using a double. Right. We just didn't want to believe it. So, but he has a scene where he gets dropped down and the audience is clapping and he tries to soak it in. And he's unfulfilled. Right. And it's a really good, it's a really good job by Jack because you're only seeing him from the back. 
Yeah. But physically, he totally pulls off, and you can see the disappointment literally in his shoulders. Yeah. And it's really good. It shows you, oh, this guy, you know, why are you in, what are you in this for? Are you in it for the applause? Are you in it for the art of being a magician? Uh, and the whole time, Jackman's character is all about the applause. He, Absolutely. He, that's what he lives for. You know, right. He wants great, to be known as the, the great, great Dan Tom, which yeah. I know his wife gives him that name, but yeah. but he goes that name. It's what he wants. He wants to be this. Where Bale's in it, appears to be in it more for the art yeah, of he, being a magician. His sacrifice is self-inflicted, pretty much. Yes, yes. You know, like because you know he doesn't have to live that way to do to do magic. But no, from a young age, he must have decided that that's what he wanted to do. Did you ever see the movie Moving with Richard Pryor in the eighties? That sounds very familiar. So it's a, it's not a great movie. It's pretty. It's, it's a comedy. It's kind of oddly dark uh, for a family comedy. But it's about mm. this family that moves into a new town, and uh, what happens is that he has twin boys. And the twin boys basically come up with a scheme where they move into this new town. No one knows they're twins. Yeah. So they just go and uh, it's one boy going to class. So what happens is they switch on and off. So uh. they each one gets a day off every other day. Right. Uh, and uh, and the way it's pulled off is really interesting. And that, you know, that almost is like the before prestige prestige. Yeah, is that's a funny movie. option. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fallon. Let's talk about Fallon for a bit because I didn't get this. The found the idea that found is someone else. I think the makeup job's pretty poor. I know it is poor. somewhat intentional, but it's kind of always in the dark. He never makes yeah, eye exactly. contact. Yeah, exactly. Never in the dark. And he's and the other problem too is if you're kind of a movie buff or if you've kind of been alive the last twenty five years, every actor in this movie is somewhat famous. Um, he even uses David Bowie as, yeah, as Tesla. Like yep. every single person is someone you've seen before, except for the guy that plays Fallon. So right. you're like, well, the probably not him. I guess I was so involved in it that I never even thought of those things. You yeah. Know, when I saw it the first time. I, I remember the first time I saw I'm like, this is, I, I, I just didn't know they were, they were both, you know, at the same time. I wonder how many like, people were like you and knew that, knew that right away. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, it's inception too. It's like inception is the same like abstraction. Like, cause you're a dream within a dream within a dream. And like, how do you know when you're getting well, that's out? That's like peak abstraction. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the ultimate in, right. that, in that level. Right. Uh, even the music is done in three stages. Uh, just like the, like, like, like a card, like, like a trick, right? You, you, it's the, um, it's the pledge, the turn of the prestige. The music is done that way too. You've got the music start. Actually, the music really reminds me of Hans Zimmer, um, who, uh, who did the music for, uh, Man of Steel. He, oh. he didn't do, he, he didn't do this he didn't one. He did this one, but he has most of Nolan's movies. Does he? Yes. It's kind of the same. Like, um, it's like, but, uh, but, uh, like that type of thing yeah. where you got these like intervals yep. that hang on for a while. Uh, in the beginning, that sounds kind of very hopeful, almost as they're sort of progressing as as uh, magicians. But then it gets like really dark at the end. I, I think, I think after Inception, he's done every Nolan movie. Really? Yeah. That might, yeah. Maybe I don't he, know. He co-did Batman Begins with James Newton Howard. Okay. And then a different person, I forget his name. I'm sorry, I forget. Like the guy who did the score for this. It's not Howard. This or, is. I'll find it in a minute. Or yeah. Zimmer. And then, um, and then after Batman Begins, uh. He, he went Zimmer all the way. It's David uh, Julian, J-U-L-Y-A-N. Yeah. Um, what else did you like about this movie? Anything else? <sighs> I mean, that was the big, that's the big thing. I, I didn't guess it. Like I didn't, I mean, this time obviously I knew right. going in, but I just thought it was well crafted. I love how he started with the hats. I, I love, I love that shot of the hats. It's yeah. a great shot. I love the idea. Uh, no, this is a terrible, terrible idea, but I love the idea that, um, that, uh, that the great Danton, didn't know he knew that every time he stepped into the machine he like it was a 50 50 shot whether he was he was going to die or not 
Because ultimately, he's the same guy. He's got the same memories all the way up to that point, right. and then his memory splits. So one half of him, like so, so yeah, so one part of him is going to die every single time. But isn't he going to die every time? It's not this. He doesn't know. It's it could. It's a different guy. You don't know. You don't know. I th- I think the double is the one that stays in the um that's that goes into the machine because there's like a flicker of light. Right. No, there's sorry. There's a flicker uh, where you see it when the cat does it. The cat like disappears and comes back for a second. So I think the double actually. I think one the real one gets transported. The double stays in the machine. Okay, but you still. But it doesn't matter. Like there's no. You think about it in terms of identity. The person who ends up in the machine has all the same memories and and backstory as right. the person who gets transported. So ultimately, you're committing suicide every time. Right. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yo, it's really dark, but it just shows you the ambition that he, that he had uh, to do this. He's willing to, you know, to do yeah. that. Um, so I wonder how this movie is. It, it kind of talks and they, and if you watch closely, it does fuck with time a lot, but one thing yeah. to watch for is electricity. Yes. So, um, when you see electricity being used, you know, they're in a more modern period of the story than when they're using their lighting candles and stuff, which they do. Right. Uh, so, uh, but I like there's a moment when, um, uh, Jackman goes to Colorado Springs and he kind of sees electricity for the first time. And the, the way he looks at it, I, I, I just can't imagine being alive in that time and seeing it must have been wild to see the first time to see fire in a bowl. Yes. <laughs> I always think back to like what, what must have been like the first time someone saw a plane like, you know, let's say you live in whatever Georgia yeah. or whatever. And the first time a plane flies over your head, you know, planes exist, right? But it must still be by a total mind fuck. Be like, what the fuck? Like, it must be so crazy. I know. Yeah. Even seeing the way that it lit up the so the field afterwards too, where there's no wires or anything, that was like that's such a crazy, it's a great shot. shot. It's just such a crazy it's a shot. Really good shot. No one is has some beautiful. No one's so good at like wide, expansive shots, right? Yeah. No, no one's better probably working today at him than him at these. Like that's why he likes to use IMAX. Just that wide scope and that wide scope of the of the yard with all the giant light bulbs in yeah. it. That's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. it's, it's probably doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone have a whole. Why would you have light bulbs like this in your yard? Doesn't make any sense. But maybe you have a couple, but you don't have like feet, a few of them. It's, it's yeah, stu- I don't know. It's, it's Just to judge the strength of the voltage, actually, probably. I, I guess. To see how much power it would actually draw. Maybe. Or maybe it's I can explain done, all this shit away. done for effect. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> it is beautiful to, to, to look at. It is, it is a wild, wild shot. Um, it, yeah, th- this movie's, you know, interesting to look at. He does... I like how he's not afraid to get kind of down and dirty with some of the uh, the, the look of the movie. It's kind of grimy. Yeah, it's very part, grimy. Parts of, parts of London. I mean, that's the way that I picture it in the late 1800s. Me too. Ugh. Michael Caine's good in this. I think he's good. Yeah. He's not great. He's okay. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about Rebecca Hall and Scarlett Johansson? I think Rebecca Hall does a great job. Scarlett is really young here, and I don't think she has quite the range she has now, but she's fine. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Hall is okay. Uh, I watched a movie recently called The Gift, which yep, I know that one. Yeah, which I didn't love. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was and, okay. Uh, innovative. Jason Bateman was really good in it. Um, it was interesting. Oh yeah, he plays a terrible, plays an asshole in it. Fucking yeah. asshole. Um, but uh, Rebecca Hall in it is uh, she's good in in that. I think, I think so. But she's okay in this. She was in I the town too, I'm, wasn't she? That's, yes, that's her. Yeah. It's a great, the great call. Yeah, yeah, she actually was in the town. Um, and uh, I think she's good in that too. This one, I don't buy that she's kills herself. You don't think so? I mean, I well, I know she does, but I don't, one, I don't buy how she gets there. The one big strike against that is she has a daughter. Yeah, I, I, I mean, but if she's if she's really using a lot of drugs and alcohol and just going down a spiral, I guess you could see it. But they didn't show. There wasn't the 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 problem with the Nolan thing is some sometimes it's so epic 
Like, so there wasn't a lot of space epic here, but there was, you know, you've got, you, it's really about these two people right. um, competing against each other. And he's, he's got to concentrate on that. So you don't see the, some of the development of the auxiliary characters. So you didn't really see that trajectory for her. You didn't see her, like there wasn't a, a lot of time spent on her um, disintegrating into, into no, that. there wasn't. I felt so, like the only, she's just there as a plot point. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't buy it. And they're like, oh, you know, you love me today. Don't love me tomorrow. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was lame. It's like, all right, we, we, we get it. He's but two you, people. Like, we get, like, but did you get that when you first saw it? I mean, I, I can did, understand that but now. We don't need to have all of these clues. Like, it, I feel at some point, Nolan just is like, I'm outsmarting you. It's like, all right, calm down, relax. You know what Nolan's like sometimes? He's like that kid who knows all the answers in, yeah. like, in class. It's like, all right, let someone else raise their hand. Like, just chill the fuck out. Stop. I don't, uh, but I see, I think it was, it was the, it, it was appropriate for the movie because that even Michael Caine is telling us that it's right we watching in front of your face. Movie? Are we watching him? No one play a trick on. Yeah, us? we're watching him. Is this? Well, enter- no, yeah, that's what I'm but saying. What is it though? Pick one. Is it entertainment or is it? Is I it think it's no both. one just trying to like mind fuck us because I, I think it's exper- I think movies are experiential. I think he's trying to do both. And I feel, I feel like he'd be better off making a movie. And this is a knock on Nolan because Nolan does this. Yeah. He needs to outsmart us all the time. Like, just, just tell us an interesting story, man. Chill out. The story is good enough. You don't need to have all these great. The story really is really interesting. You have great actors. Yeah. It's really cool. I really love the duality. I really enjoy this. Yeah. I really like the the uh, the rivalry. I'm enjoying this. All. We don't need to have these like stunts. Yeah. I can see that. And and, and it, sometimes it does get in the way of the storytelling with him. And it does here a little bit. And it, it's a it's a knock. And um. Having said that, I mean I'm being I'm being extra critical here. This is a, a wonderful movie, <laughs> yeah, right? Because because uh, the flip side is you love the movie. Ah, uh, I don't love it. You still are giving it. You're giving it in the nineties. I really like it. Okay. Um, like really, really like two reallys. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, it's very good. It's yeah. not great. I don't love this movie. This movie has some issues. Uh, and I and I really would be better off if. Like I said, that's a, that's a knock on Nolan. And, and you're right. Would I have had the same critique in 2006? Probably not. Right. But I feel like I've been through the ringer with him a few times and it's like, all right, dude, like just, you are a wonderful, no one's visually better than him. He doesn't, yeah. he, he doesn't use CGI as a yep. sheet. I think, I know some people disagree. I think he does. He gets a lot out of his actors. Yeah. I think he has, and he has the best actors in the world to work from. He literally he works does. with Bale and DiCaprio who, who might, yep. might be, in my opinion, the two best going yeah. right now. Uh, so you have any actor you want to work with, you have amazing scope and vision. Just tell a story. Yeah. Any, I know you haven't seen it yet. He kind of does that with Dunkirk to an extent, but then other times he gets, he gets caught in the scope and it drags that story. I don't want to get too into Dunkirk. I know you haven't seen I'm it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, are you ready to do brackets? Or you want to do uh, more? I just wanted to ask you one thing before sure. we do that. So how did you feel about the sci-fi element of this though? Did it distract you? Did it bother you? It bothered Ebert a lot. So Ebert, that was his big knock on this was it has a supernatural element. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, I don't like it. And, and, it's not because I have issues with supernatural stuff. That's not it. Uh, I just enjoy these. I, I think it's almost like a cheat. Yeah. Like, I don't think these characters need that. I, I actually would have been a lot more interested to see Jackman just bring Bale down uh, through his money and wealth and power. Really? Than to do it by creating a, this a machine. weird machine. Um, that to, I think it's interesting having Tesla like, fuck him. Like, fuck the... <laughs> The yeah. Jackman character over, right? Like leaving town, be like, oh, it was, it was, you know, I, you know, like no one can do that. It's impossible. Uh, I, I think it, I think no one once again got a little ahead of his skis there. Okay, I but can you, see that. You like the supernatural? I element. actually, I'm fine with it because I think it's showing kind of 
greatness that can come from simplicity and elegance, like the twins. It's sim- it's simple. It's elegant uh, versus, you know, greatness that comes from technology. So I, I kind of liked seeing the difference in the two characters in that way. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah it didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, I, I like that it led us to a, like that great last shot of you know oh, a, yeah. a Hugh Jackman in the dead you know his corpse in that and jar the, the cats like fighting I mean can you imagine yeah. a count like encountering your fucking double as an animal well, like they, you and smell and the Jackman same and choose himself right I know I know I know um, because I guess it must he knew anger uh, so wait a minute if that means the one that came back in the machine shot the other one who was transported that means he the double lived that means the double lived the first double lived. Yeah, I don't, want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to die. I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care. You don't care? Don't care. Um, oh, I, I, I don't like the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's do brackets. <laughs> let's brackets, do brackets, baby. All right. Movies. Boom. We have brackets music later. I, I know. Um, I, I'm on the show too. I, I never said... What? <laughs> what a weird reaction. I'm just saying you said... You already said that we're doing it twice. Yeah. I was going to announce. I was going to say... I had my own theme I was going to do with brackets, baby music, but now it's dead. You can. You can still do I'm it. I'm not doing it. Um, but I'm excited for this brackets. Let's bring it. All right, so this is all known movies and brackets. We have to agree. <laughs> Hall of Fame pack. We don't have to agree. There's some confusion in uh, one of our last shows. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely confused about it. Yeah. So uh, brackets, we do have to agree. Okay. And uh, you're going by box yeah, office. So, yeah, I do. But box office, I'm only doing his first eight movies, first eight studio movies. Um, so going from Memento all the way uh, to Interstellar. Uh, I did not include Dunkirk because Matt hasn't seen it. Okay. Plus, you. it gives us an even eight, so it works. Perfect. Um, number one seed is The Dark Knight. Number eight seed is Memento. Dark Knight is the second one. Yes. Fuck, that's a tough one. How is that hard? I don't... I think Memento is an interesting and very good movie. I think Dark Knight is a, is a classic. Okay, then we're, that's how I would go. Yeah, I think Dark, Dark Knight, Knight is, yep. is, a, is a great movie. Okay, cool. Um, it's going to be tough to beat in the bracket for me. I'll put it that yeah. way. Uh, number four is Batman... Number four seed is Batman Begins. Yeah. Number five seed is Interstellar. I go Interstellar. I gotta go Batman Begins. Fuck! Right, I love let, Interstellar. Let's talk it out. Uh, so, Batman Begins, I think, is incredibly underrated. I think it's a really it's good. good movie. It's really good. Uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle of Dark Knight being so great, almost. Yeah. Um, and it kind of clouded how good Batman Begins is. It's a really good movie. I uh, don't like the third one very much, but the but Begins, I like I like pretty well. I think it's a, it's a like a B-plus movie. Uh, I give like an A-. My, I, but, okay, regardless. Interstellar, I don't like You it. don't like it? I, I really like that film. The I Matt love the themes da- in that film. The Matt Damon segment, I thought was really good. Really good. And I like the idea of it to some extent. Uh, and I think McConaughey is good in this. I, I just don't... The movie, and it's way too long. I didn't care. Oh, I was enthralled I the entire look. way. Show me black holes and spaceships and all that shit. You've got me. It really lost me. It, it, uh, yeah, like the last that whole third act to me is just like, what are we doing here? I remember I was like, I was like oh, this is awful. I was really disappointed because I love Christian Nolan movies. I was really disappointed. In That's that. too bad. I love that film. Yeah, I, uh, I got to go heavy Batman Begins here. All right. I mean, I'll go with you then. All right. All I right. mean, because it's not that I don't like that film. I really like that yeah, film. Yeah, th- that's what I feel strongly about. Okay. Um, number two seed is The Dark Knight Rises, which is the third one in that series. Don't like it. Number seven is Prestige. Prestige for me. Yeah, I'm going to... I'll, I'll, I'll acquiesce here. Uh, I think I would go Dark Knight Rises. Would I'll, you? But I will admit there are... If you think about that movie, there are tons of holes. There's some real problems with it. Yeah. And I, I can't... Argue, I can't, in, in good faith, argue that film strongly. And Prestige is a, is a very solid quality film. So okay. I'll, I'll go with Prestige. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, number three, Inception. Number six, Insomnia. Inception for me. Me too. I think Inception... I think Insomnia is a decent movie. And, and yeah. it's very interesting to watch now, too. Especially Robin Williams being dead. Forever. And then it's, it, Nolan is a different director now. Yeah. Has some really cool shots of Alaska. Yeah. Uh, but, you see like a kind of an orange glow because it, because just because of where that the sun is never yeah. go down. Oh, so he, he you're does, always like, 
sunset sunrise. It's just like this. And the way he shoots wilderness is really yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Inception is phenomenal. Maybe we'll talk right, about more. I love so, okay, yeah. so we have Dark Knight versus Batman Begins. Uh, Dark Knight. For yeah, me. In, a, yeah. In, a, in a walk here. Uh, Dark Knight, uh, just, you know, the best superhero movie ever. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's that Superman one from 1978. Those are my two, my two favorites. Yep. Um, here we have uh, the Prestige versus Inception. Uh, it's Inception for me. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. So let's talk Inception versus The Dark Knight. I. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. I think they're both. Gr- oh, that's a tough one for me. I think these are his two best movies. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I think it's it worked out. Yeah. It worked out that way. Uh, I, yeah, these are his two yeah. favorite, and, and I've seen Dunkirk, and I would so just so you know, Dunkirk, I'm not, I, I I like it, don't love it, it's it's okay, right. I'm not a huge Dunkirk fan, it's definitely the bottom tier for me. Um, I would give it oh, because the performances are so great on each each side too. You've got Bale and Leo, like they both do a both phenomenal really job. Good. But you also have Heath Ledger in Dark Knight. I know who's also phenomenal, but yeah. the supporting cast around um, the only one I didn't love in Inception is maybe who's the Juno character. Um, I thought that she was kind of miscast. In oh, Inception, uh, yeah, what's her name? Uh, um, uh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's a little Miss Cat because she's kind of naive and young and weird. Yeah, right. But uh, but besides that, his supporting she's cast really is... She's really Miss Cat. She's really weak in this. She's, um, it's, a kind of, it's a weird move. That I guess that... So I think I probably have to go... I probably have to go with the Dark, dark Knight. Yeah, I do too. Dark Knight's ah, a better movie. Dark Knight also, one. I think, has more interesting themes. The idea yeah. of chaos. Right, yes. You know, you know, how do you go against someone who just is just there just, just to fuck Blood shit up? And you, yeah. can't, you can never win against someone like no. that. You know they're always going to have the upper hand, uh, and and you know they're having the upper hand by also kind of ruining themselves. But they yeah. don't, if they don't, they don't they get don't to ruin themselves, then you can't. They've got nothing to lose, right? Uh, versus Inception, which is about dreams and about letting go, right? Sure. Like you know when 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 can you move on from something, or do you let it bring you down forever? I will say Inception is a very good movie, and I do like it a lot. But a movie I think that deals better with grief and letting things go is Manchester by the Sea. I haven't seen it. That no movie tackles grief better. Inception is a much more exciting yeah. popcorn movie, yeah, for sure. But Manchester by the Sea, I completely understand. Ba- basically, the question behind Manchester by the Sea is: What happens if something has happened to you that's so horrible you can't, you can't get past get it? it? Yeah. Like, what does that do to you? Right. And it's a really interesting question, and it's done beautifully in that film. Um, where Inception, I think, tries to go there, but then also you've got all this other action. Two hundred million dollar movie right. that yeah. it has to. Yeah. So it, it kind of, but I think Dark Knight. Um, Doing what it's trying to do, it's never been done better. Okay. Yeah, I think we're there. I think we're I think we're in agreement there. So Dark Knight. All right. So there you go. So the official Chris Vanilla movie of the Quantum Week podcast is The Dark Knight. Maybe we can see if the audience agrees oh, this no. week. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> so so authentic, Matt. Yeah, I'll put the poll out. We'll do a poll. <laughs> such, so corny. What? You're so corny. Oh, you know what we gotta do? Tell me. Your favorite segment. Oh, is it? It's time. Is, what is it time for? Get your umbrella. Oh, is it that time? Get your sunglasses because oh. it's time for the Moss Milk. I'm sorry, the Milk Dudley weather report. Uh, I'm picking up my phone. Um, I'm sorry, I'm taking way too long to get this. Matt, why don't you it's vamp like three for a second? Uh, you know, we're going to talk about how to save life after this, so there's really nothing to vamp on. I mean, we got a we got a song. Good, good uh, job, improv. Uh, nice improv training there. I appreciate that. I was never trained like you. I I can tell. Uh, okay, so we have um, following a four-week cold snap. Um, we're in November of 2006, right? Yes, yes. So uh, temperatures kind of rebounded back to normal levels across the country. Uh, here's some, remember, he, mixed, he likes to mix in some jokes here. So the hotness of Scarlett Johansson in the prestige uh, caused a 
a heat wave resulting in Hayes, Kansas, and Lubbock, Texas hitting 90 degrees in November. For the first time on record. Did it. I don't think Scarlett Johansson any. I think it's probably uh, not true. Probably not. Uh, Woodland Hills, California hit 101. November, that's pretty That's pretty warm, yeah. Um, I'll, give it to, I'll give it to Mother Nature for that one. He says, like, Ken Davidson's role in Borat, the rainfall leading up to the record flooding was overwhelming. It was record flooding uh, in, uh, in Washington, Oregon. Okay. Well, we haven't seen that one yet, no. so I, I can't remember his part. Yes. <laughs> segment, segment Your always, delivery is amazing, too. Works out really well. so, well, he writes so much that I'm not going to read. Like, I, I, we should probably talk this for a little bit. So, yeah, he but did writes, you cut it down before you brought it in here, or you're just trying to make it work with I your, with your may not have for, awesome improv skills? I may or may not have forgot about it until oh. literally two minutes ago. Well, that's too bad you brought it up then. Uh, no, but he, has a, he, he really does too good a job. There's so much information here. Um, too good. A cold air spilled in the Midwest. Yep. Dropped... Uh, um, 12 inches of snow in Ryan, Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and 10 inches of snow in Rochester, Minnesota. No shit. How about that? How about that? That's all I got. That is that is the official. That is, I, I'm sorry, I, I, let me apologize to Milk Dudley. I did a terrible job reading that. That was the Milk Dudley weather report uh, brought to you, of course, by Milk Dudley. That's what you fucking get for that delivery. That's what you get. You picked this song. It picked me. Did it? Yes. It wasn't number one. No, it wasn't. But it, so you uh, picked it. And you can pick. I it think it was number one. two. Yeah, but I still try. I mean, come on. I still try to like. Is it still playing? Is it done? It's done. Do I hear it? No. You don't hear I'm it. I'm just imagining it because I hate this song. Oh, I hate this song. All right. Okay. So this is how to save a life by the fray. Um, Step one. Ah. Uh, okay. So the fray is a band from 2002. They're still fucking tour. They still tour. Yeah. They still tour. Dude. Well, you might as well. Like it. Am, right? Denver band had a couple hits, mostly from this album. Actually, the other song uh, I like a lot better. It's not good, but it's better. This is the Over My Head song. You remember this one? Oh, but it's better than the other one. Is it? Yes. I mean, it's not good. You remember this one? I, oh, I remember it. I'm, 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 you see, my eyes, you hear me, like, I think Matt's seen my eyes. Like, yeah, flicker. Twitching. I'm flicker because I'm trying to think of which one do I hate more. I'm like, I can't. This, this is, one's better. That one's better. It's not good, but both. it's definitely better. Oh, it's, I disagree. Anyway. Um, Equally shitty. Don't we talk about movies that we hate? No, we, we no, talk about movies. That, only when they come up number one. That's what I'm saying. This, all right. Why are you giving me shit when, but here's the thing you pick. I, I know, but I have to pick ones that, that we can talk about. I'm not going to go down to like number 50 on the top hundred. I'm just not going to do it. All right. So, uh, you know, there, there will Nick be Prestige, some range. By the way, there's number like eight. This <laughs> right. I cheated totally. <laughs> like, I really want to talk about this movie. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. I cheat. So Matt doesn't. No, I do. I, but it still has to be something like we, we probably, it's good to run into them. We probably won't run into them again. That way we can just fucking get it out. Of the All way. right. Okay. Fray. Um, so they've only, they sold about 10 to 15 million copies, but they're still touring. They still make money. The weird thing is, is they, they have a best of album, which doesn't make sense. They released that in 2016. So it's like these two songs uh, over and over back. Right, back. right, right. <laughs> um, this was, I think this was number three. The album is also called how to save a life. It hit number 14 sold like 4 million copies. Um, the first single was over my head that charted. I think that hit top 10 as well. How to save a life. The big problem that I have with this is the the uh, the piano player guy singer um, Isaac Slate. Ugh. The dudes, he's basically a singer songwriter. If you listen to the song, he's playing piano and he's singing. Right. But the song's got bass and guitar and drums on it. But they really, they really don't serve a purpose. It's like they could it could be eat, 
just as it's bad, but it could be just as good if it's just him playing piano and singing. Like you don't need all that other stuff. So what are they really doing? And if that's the case, if it's really a, a singer songwriter type of song, then it means his voice and lyrics have to be good. But none of neither one of them are good. No. So in this song, you can't understand what he's saying at all. No, you don't understand his delivery and it's different in, um, in the, in, uh, over my head. You can understand him. You're like, right. I don't know why he decides in this one that he doesn't want to like, he doesn't want to talk like he doesn't want to enunciate his words, but he, he like on purpose is all marble mouth and the lyrics suck too. listen to this. Step one, you say we need to talk. He walks, you say, sit down. It's just a talk. So not only is he, you know, committing the moral sin of rhyming talk with walk, but he's also rhyming talk with talk again. Then his next line, he smiles politely back at you. You stare politely right on through. This is like a third grader can do that. But then again, but mortal sin again, some sort of window to your right as he goes left and you stay right. He rhymes right with right again. Like what the fuck are you doing? Did you you watch this video? Yes. And it's really tough. It's bad. It's just people crying. It's people crying. I think this song is about suicide, but he doesn't talk about it. He like, you want to have to save a life. Don't listen to this song. That's what it is. This might drive you. That's probably what happened is he released the song. A bunch of people in Denver where they're from fucking off themselves. And so he's like, I'm going to do this video. I'm like, oh, is it ever going to end? And it's all kids crying too. It's really fucked up. Yeah. It's supposed to be about suicide, right? It is about suicide. So he was a camp counselor and he was recounting this time where the 17 year old kid was at camp, misunderstood, had drug abuse problems, all these problems. And everybody was like, um, kind of giving him tough love at this time. I think they've probably been through the ringer with him, but giving, giving him tough love, you know, no safety net. So he'll have to fend for himself and then he'll turn his life around, but it wasn't helping. And, um, you know, our buddy Isaac here was like, he just needs love. He doesn't need tough love. He just needs love and that will turn him around. Of course, you know, did he? Yeah, that's the thing is he probably had a two week, you know, stint as this guy's camp kids camp counselor. and probably Don't Don't even know. (sighs) And the song, it's not even talking. Like if you're going to deal with suicide, then call it out. Like be more specific. Say, don't do these stupid nursery rhyme bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. It's a shitty song. Um, Okay, so it peaked at number three, number one on the adult contemporary chart, which is fucking telling. Um, Grammy on, on nominated, brand. dude. Grammy nominated. Their next album was Grammy nominated too. Was it? Yeah. Ugh. I know. You know what it lost to was another piece of shit song, "Danny California" by oh. uh, by the Red Hot Chili yeah, Peppers. Yeah, I don't like. That. I like the Chili Peppers. I did not like that song. I. Okay, the Chili Rever, uh, Peppers have not been relevant since Blood Sugar, Sex no. Magic, which is an amazing album. But yes. then after that, it like yeah. he, they just suck. They fuck in that song, Danny California. Yeah, it kills me. Um, there's not much more to say that about song's better this, than this song. That oh, I'd say much better. Oh, it, yeah, it's better than this one. No, this uh, song's ri- this is Coldplay light. Yeah, well, Coldplay is is interesting. Usually, no, I know. I said this is Coldplay, like yeah, like, yeah, with yeah, like a thirty percent. Yeah, this is like um like a store brand, like you know how they have like uh like uh instead, like you go to the being store? Lucky Charms, like Lucky, lucky Stars <laughs> well, or something. The, yeah, or you whatever. get it in the bag as yeah, opposed to in the like, box. This is that version of Coldplay, <laughs> right? This is what these guys are the fray. Well, in honor of um. Isaac Slade's poor, full, poor uh, performance singing this song. We are going to do brackets on Marble Mouth Mashup, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
screaming so much today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, our listeners. I don't know why he's doing this. He's screaming uh, uh, all day. Uh, what is it? Marble mouth mashup? mashup. That's, yeah, what, so that's gonna... what you were upset I, I ruined the reveal of? I yes. Said, maybe you should have just, yeah. I probably should have just backed off a little bit yeah. on it. Plus, the whole, when I'm doing brags, I'm doing a dick by tell voice. I can't do the mouth of voice, baby. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Little, everyone. <laughs> what a go. So what, we're gonna do, what we're going to do is we're going to take songs where oh. you can't understand the lyrics okay. of the singers and we're going to put them, pit them back against each other and we're going to find who has the trophy for the worst marble mouth performance. Okay. Okay. So the first one up is going to be this song again. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be the second verse of How to Save a Life. That's enough out of that. Versus REM's Harbourcoat. Who does it worse? So what? So I okay. Let's let's okay. Okay, it's good. So okay. Who does it worse? Well, stop it. I'm not stopping. Well, no, just stop for a second. Okay, relax. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking on coke today. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Are we, are we trying? So we're saying who is not which song is worse, but which singer is yes, who less is more, hard to understand? Who You're is kind of ruining brackets? Who is more, who is harder to, who is harder to understand wins? Who's harder to understand? Yep. I who, guess, I guess the REM song is hard, but the REM song is a better song than the Freight one though. I don't care. She, I'm not saying who You're is. You're really ruining brackets. You, no, who is the, the fun of brackets is simplicity of the game. I'll, I'll, I'll play your game, but this is. You better play the game. This, 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 you don't like it? I think you could have done this a, a different way. Like what? Just play eight songs if you can't sing. We we make fun of them. We move on. I don't, game. I don't want to do that. Oh. No, I, I want to do brackets. <laughs> okay. You tell you got to do brackets. I know my brackets make sense. Okay, are the the REM songs hard to understand? What do you think is hard to understand? I actually disagree, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna have like, an opinion about this. I want to. I'm sure. All right, it easy. All right. Like it's not like when you have when you, when you watch a movie, you have a two hour commitment to something. You have like you have like real passion about it. I'm not going to passion about a lie in this song. We're not, we can't <laughs> argue about this. Do you see that? But who do you think delivered it worst? Do you think it was REM? It's what now? I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go. I'll go REM with I you. Guess it's a close thing. Neither both are both are not very well enunciated. I think the REM song is better, but harder to understand. So we'll go with REM is harder to understand. Okay, it's <laughs> off to a good start. Bruce Backstreet. Versus in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, of course, that guy was drunk off his ass when he goes into the. Do you know about that story? He go. He went in to record that. He was okay. completely off his ass. Yeah, he, he couldn't enunciate at all, so couldn't say in the Garden of Eden. So it was Anagata Vita. and so they kept it on the because that's what they would do live because he did right. it on the recording. So which one is the harder? Bruce is hard, but I've also heard the Anagata Vita song like my whole life, so I'm more from like I'm more in tune. I think with the Bruce saying. is harder to, to oh, understand. Oh yeah, totally agree. Okay, so now we've got. You know this one. The fuck is he saying here? Magic. So this is one of my favorite songs in the whole world. It's a shit song uh, by uh, by Pearl Jam called "Yellow Bed Better." Can't understand. Versus. Along comes Mary. This is. Along 
He's talking fast, not Marble Mouth. It's like the, it's like the Lego guy or like the Marble Machine guy. No. There's two good songs. Yeah, I like this song too. This yeah, I like good that songs. Song. That's a good song. You don't like you don't like Yolo Lay Better? No, I think it's a shit song. It's that's, a piece of shit song. That's a shit. That's a shit you. song. You're, you're garbage. I'm not garbage. Yeah, <laughs> fucking are. Pearl Jam's garbage Two after fucking ten for Matt. Two thumbs up for me. I say uh, Pearl Jam wins. I fine. Pearl Jam wins. I'm gonna have Pearl Jam win the whole <laughs> game because that's my favorite. That's my fine. favorite songs. Versus Return. Can I talk about this for a second? So this is Return to the Mac by Mark Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, when I worked at McDonald's in the 90s, there was a kid I worked with named Mark Morrison. He's He was like a really like nice kid, but kind of just like very boring, but he's kind of like a regular kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? Very, but whenever he'd come in, we'd go, Return of the Mac. We'd sing it very loudly, like very, and like this is the most exciting <laughs> thing about him. And he, I think he thought because we sang it, we thought he was exciting. Yes. And, uh, but he, he was not exciting He was at not all. exciting. Nice kid. Uh, different than this game. This game is very exciting. So then there was is. A, I mean, it's hard to understand, I guess. But. Oh, motherfucker. Hold on. Let me get to you. That's a good song, too. I know. Yeah. The fuck is he saying? I like this song better. So this should win. Because you like it better? Yeah. Who's more of a marble mouth, though? The, the, Say the, the word. I, I guess no, just choose one. The second one, I guess. So the second one is Dexies. Yeah. It's hard to understand. Is it? Yeah, the old Midnight it, Runners. They, yeah, I feel like you're sabotaging this game because you because you want the best, you, your favorite one to win. Yeah. All right. So now it's REM versus Bruce. Oh, uh, oh, the Bruce song is hard to understand. Totally is. Yeah. And then it's Yellow uh, Ledbetter versus Dexies. Oh, Yellow Ledbetter, definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And then it's Yellow yes. Ledbetter versus Bruce. Oh, Yellow Ledbetter. Yes. You know why? Because Pearl Jam wins again, baby. It's not because yeah, they're good, though. Yellow it's because... Do you think he was doing that on purpose to, like, fuck with us? Um... Well, yeah, the song doesn't. The, the song is a great example of like maybe I am uh, very much a guy that's like heavy on lyrics. That song's lyrics, I don't really know what he's saying, and uh, I love that song, like like to an insane degree. I wonder why you like it so much. It's a very know. standard. Like, there's nothing really that interesting about it. Something about like it's so goofy, but something like the notes, like the way it's performed, the pacing of it, the way it sounds, which obviously in a song, but like the, yeah. the, the way it's like structured is like very like. Easily makes me happy. Like you saw my face. Like, I don't yeah, yeah, I was like, like, I, was like oh, I love that song. I think it's that song that made me give up on Pearl Jam. I was like, after they wrote that, I'm like, there's nothing they can't, there's nothing left that they can do. Like they're, they're, they're so at the good. end of the road. They're at the end of the road. No, they should, they might as well just fucking listen to, <laughs> listen to this phrase uh, so, song so, and sorry. take their own life. Sorry. It's Radiohead. Radiohead, everybody. That's a new single from Radiohead. I like James Taylor too. That's my retort. Matt Carano. Two thumbs down. <laughs> Brackets, baby. Worst. And so no uh, more. I don't think you're allowed to do any more games. This has been a terrible. I actually, this was my, I think this was my first foray into games. Yeah. And unless I'll do uh, better next time. Uh, I will say though, this part of like marble mouth is funny though, because a, I'm it's me, but also B. I don't know you're well, maybe yeah, I'm just used to you. Yeah. Used to me. Yeah, yeah. My enunciation is terrible, but B also all kidding aside, uh, bail is famously marble mouth in a lot. Like I said, I mentioned right, Ford hard to Ferrari, the first act of this, and I, like, it's almost like he tries to get, too, I wanted some of these singers to try to get too casual and that's what they got caught up that, on. Uh, I think this was an affectation because if you listen to, at least in this case with Frey, the Frey, this Isaac guy, cause he's, it's totally a decision because the other time, the other song you can, t- you can a hundred percent understand him. It's, it's got the enunciation there. So yeah, very sucks. This song and, sucks. And mostly, you know, with Eddie Vedder, he's a little mumbly, but I can normally understand what he's yeah. saying. 
Yeah, so... Uh, is this going to crack your bottom five? It won't for me. I, I hate this song. No, it's not that bad. We've no, done some bad songs. No, we've done... Some, no, this one... And next five. week... I mean, I'm sorry. Friday, rather, we're doing a Weird Al song, and I have very strong opinions about Weird Al, which probably won't go over very well. Because I really love him, so... I know, yeah, so gonna, that'll be interesting. That'll be a take. And then uh, we're doing Borat. I don't feel like this was my best show, honestly. No, I'm no. Sorry. You're really, really... <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. I was so excited for the prestige, too. I was like, really... did okay with the... Yeah, it did okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've carried the show on my back. I agree with that. This yeah. episode, at least. But, uh, right, yeah. That's all right. Maybe we'll make up for headlines. Fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, Are you fucking kidding me? I'm so sorry. You didn't do headlines? And we've got three shows this week. I'm so fucked up with time. So what are we gonna do? So we, we didn't. I'll any- do them next. I'll do them next. I'll do them next so time. We, do we have personal stories? I didn't even think about mine. So we 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 don't have to do it. Why do we have to? We're not stuck in this. We're Chris, we're Christopher Nolan in this episode. No, it's where not. We're fucking with time. All right, we don't so have to do. Come back next week. We'll have come up next I'm episode. Sorry, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Right? I keep saying yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. Friday. We're gonna have two personal stories. One from each of us. Mine will be short. And then Matt's <laughs> going to talk headlines. You know, it's going to be an hour show anyway. What are we in November of 2006? 2006, right. So this is right before kind of shit hits the fan and changes for me. It's not like this is kind of a, a, a uh, like a tread and water time period for me. 2006 is because uh, 2007 is when the shit hits the fan for me. And then, you know, I'm off to the races. We kind of talked about it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll tell my quick one because it is pretty quick. You're going to tell we your story right now. Yeah, a little bit. I'll just right, jump, in. I'll jump in. Yeah, we can do headlines because uh, it's actually pretty short. So we talked, remember last week we talked about Microsoft Vista. Yes, that's right. And that's really what I was doing at the time. It's one time where like the headlines kind of intersected with, with my life was that yeah. I was working at PC connection. It was, they had, like I mentioned before, they had like a really great training program. I was only there about a year, but I was very much like the little man, the totem pole. Right. I was basically cold calling IT guys. And that was kind of my life was like, I had just come back from upstate New York. I kind of re- left bait. I had worked in like front offices. Of, I worked at like minor league baseball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, arena, yeah, yeah. If you will, whether, right. you know, and we'll get into that other shows when I was doing, but uh, I kind of, but left. it wasn't sales. You weren't doing no. And I kind of left that whole thing behind yeah. in 2006 just because like, you know, I want a job. I want to start making some money. Right. Just, there's an old joke about minor league baseball. You want to make uh, a small fortune in minor league baseball. You start with a large one. And it's like okay. that mentality. Like you just, you, you're never going to make money in minor league baseball. And it was true. It's 100% true. Right. And I was just like, I want to make some money. I want to have like, you know, a 401k. I want to have like, you know, benefits. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's why I, I kind of went corporate. And uh, this is so, I had only been there about two months at this time and I was really trying to make a go of it. And that's kind of where my mind was. Like, I was like, all right. Um, I, you know, I was with my girlfriend at the time and you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to kind of settle in and kind of start being more domesticated and more, you know, adult. Right. And I remember well, you're thinking about the future. Obviously yeah. you want to buy a house. You want to do all that stuff. That and that's kind of where on. I was, was like trying to like, just, you know, figure, you know, figure out how to be like a grown up for the first real time. The other times I'd worked jobs, but I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was partying or, or having fun or yeah. getting drunk. I was getting, get, you know, I was doing a lot of that stuff a lot less. Right. This time. That's okay. why that's it. Yeah. I wasn't, that's about what I was doing this time. Okay. So we, we can probably skip personal stories then and we just do a headline next week. <sighs> I'll Friday. Do that. Keep saying next week. Why? Yeah, because because it's three episodes. It's fucked up. It doesn't. We'll it be doesn't back for two right. episodes next week. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? What did this show? Is not not a good episode, right? I I don't think this is one of our strongest. And it's so weird because I was really hyped up for the movie. I loved. I I think I was too hyped up for the movie, and I was like, I was really. Well, you screamed excited a lot today. Did I? You were screaming. I guess I did scream a lot today. I don't know what's going on. Do you have like a lot of energy? I don't know. So usually we record at 7 p.m. We're, we're, or, you know, we started. No, 7, I don't. I don't have. A, we started at six today. Well, but on the weekends are actually when we normally record on the week, record on the weekends at it's 11 a.m. I usually have way more energy because the evening energy is harder for me. I don't 
you're a night owl. But I am. I'm a, I have a hard time person. in the morning. I have a hard time getting amped yeah. up in the morning. Um, so normally I would think morning shows are better because my creativity spikes then, whereas at the end of the day, it doesn't as much. It's harder for me. You know, I, you, you know, I work all day. You're creating. And well, I'm glad you know, we're, all, we're doing so well because we, you know, we might start having sponsors soon. So it's good <laughs> that we're really putting our best foot forward. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Every show can't be gold. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's still better than like... 97%. You always say that. These are poor 97%. Uh, all right, well, hopefully uh, come back on Friday. Hopefully we'll be in the 3%. We'll be back with Weird Al, and we'll be back with Burr. Yeah, see you then. Bye.